Thanks for joining us on the King Law Podcast, where we give you a lawyer's perspective on anything legal or not. From criminal law, personal injury, and trending legal topics, we're your back pocket legal guide. All right. So this is a, a very special podcast for us. And I think we're here with Jim Wickers, who's our very first client we've ever had uh, on the podcast. But uh, background, Jim is a very successful businessman and a Marine. And he has was a early client of ours in the Camp Lejeune litigation and has been really instrumental in uh, what we've done checks and balances, making sure that we're doing things to serve all of our clients appropriately. And, um, but right now he has a great campaign going on, um, Challenge 22. So we brought him on a little bit to talk about that and a little bit to talk about his, his experience. So, so Jim, tell us who you are and, uh, and uh, how you got here. Well, I got here uh, uh, by 490. Yeah. <laughs> but basically uh, I've, uh, been in the Rochester area for a number of years. I uh, joined the Marines uh, very early in my, my life, right out of high school. Uh, <clears throat> when I was 18, I sort of joked with people at the time, everybody was being drafted, but I joined the Marines to avoid the draft, you know, so uh, I needed my head examined even young. <laughs> but uh, it, the Marines have been a lifetime experience for me, and it's uh, something that... Uh, instilled a lot of discipline and leadership that uh, I used in my career. So I had my four years in the Marines, got out and then spent time, some time going to college. Uh, started out as a draftsman engineering and uh, ended up at Taylor Instrument Company as vice president of sales and service before they were bought by ABB. And uh, there were times in your career you had a whole bunch of people working for you. Yes, at Taylor Instrument Company, uh, the service department, the uh, sales department, and the engineering group that I had doing systems mounted to be 300 to 400 people. Yeah. But uh, when you get it to that position, you find out that's not what life's all about. Life's really uh, about uh, going out and doing what you really want to do. Uh, one thing you learn in the Marines is not how to manage people, but how to lead them. It's a big difference, and being out uh, with and working with that many people is very difficult. So I I left that company went with a company in Michigan called Zycom, and they were a group of engineers, University of Michigan uh, people. They knew a lot about engineering, didn't know a damn thing about sales and marketing. So we went from four million to forty-two million in five years. And uh, that was a good group of people to work with. And uh, you were running the sales and marketing for those folks? I created the sales and marketing for those folks. Yeah. I actually did uh, the United States first, set up all their sales channels. And then I did the international, set up Europe and uh, Asia Pacific. And just a side story, after I left Zycom, I started my own business, but because I had done business in Australia with a company that had developed a software package, they contacted me after I was here in Rochester in, uh, with my own rep distributor business and wanted me to set sales channels for them with their software package. At, at first I said, uh, I really don't want to do all that traveling again. My wife had just finished a long battle with cancer 
But uh, over about two or three bottles of wine in one night, I agreed. And I set up their sales channels, and we took them from zero sales in the United States to about uh, uh, 15, 20 million in three years. And uh, I left them at that time and just did consulting work for small companies. So You talked about the Marines and leadership and how that was essential. Um, what advice do you think you would give to someone in a role of leadership? Well, I found that uh, I always told my managers, you look at people and you need to judge people from 8 to 5 and 5 to 8. 8 to 5, you judge them on what they do and what they can do for you. And 5 to 8, you judge them socially. Do you want to go out with them and drink with them? And if you can find that rare individual where it's a 24-hour day thing, that's great. But you need to make the decisions. And is that individual doing something for me? And if he's not, I don't care what he's doing with you socially, he needs to go. Gotcha. So those are hard decisions. Yes. They need to be made. I mean, uh, Taylor used me to go around in regions and say, I mean, the hardest job I had was a week. In California, we had a chemical engineer that had been with us for 40-some years. Mm-hmm. And when I traveled with him, and I say, what about that account? He said, well, that's our competition. He'd name our competition. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, after 40-some years, I had to retire him. Is it hard making those decisions, or does it get easier? It'd be hard for me now because the consequences, I, I know how to, people have to live with them. But at, mm-hmm. when I was young and took orders... I had a boss one time to say he likes to hire two type of people, Marines and Catholics, because when you give them an order, they don't question you. That's what I say. Always hire a swimmer. (laughs) (laughs) They practice for for the whole summer to get one-tenth of one second faster. (laughs) The... uh, so we were having lunch there, I don't know, a week or two ago, and, and I said, you used to be a Marine. You corrected me. No, you're a Marine forever. You're a Marine forever. And uh, it's, it's really been interesting. I'm not a veteran. I wasn't a Marine, but I'm representing a whole bunch of them right now. And so in your example, it's you were a Marine for four years. Here you are quite a, quite a while after that, and I just saw your car on the parking lot, and you come in with uh, the Marine Corps on your license plate. So even after all these years, it's something that you really – identify with you're spending your free time acting on behalf of marines you're going to funerals all the time and what do you think it is about those four years you've done a lot of things in your life a lot of important things and big things but that's the thing that seems to have stuck with you 40 or it's four not the, years it's, later it's not the four years it's the 13 weeks of paris island that sets everybody apart everybody in all all, all military services go through boot camp but the Marines, I had tried to tell this to my grandson, who is a Marine now. I wanted him to go to college, but first and become an officer. But he decided to go in the Marines. But <clears throat> he listened to his dad, who was Army. He listened to his other grandfather, who was Army. He listened to his uncle, who was Army, telling him all about boot camp. I didn't say a word. Because when you go to a Marine boot camp, what people don't realize, you're there for 13 weeks in isolation. You don't have a telephone. You don't have a TV. You're there. Your drill instructor takes you from what you were, and they make you to what they want you to be. 
the other services when you go in and their boot camps are good boot camps. I'm not I'm not saying anything against their boot camps, but when you go to their boot camps, you get to go to PX on weekends. You get to do different things on weekends. You get your uniform. A Marine doesn't get fitted for a uniform until his eighth or ninth week. You're not even called, you're called a recruit up until your ninth or tenth week. You're not a Marine. But once you earn your anchor and globe, mm-hmm. you're a Marine. And that all Marines go through the same thing. It's not like the other branches. Now, our boot camp is probably more intense than the others, but there's additional training beyond that, you know, Navy SEAL, Army Ranger. That's above and beyond what we do. But the Marine boot camp sets us apart from the other services. We all have a common thing in our history, which is Paris Island, or we call them the Hollywood Marines, San Diego. Okay. <laughs> and so if I haven't been clear about it, we've produced various uh, videos and written material. Some of that Jim has helped us write because it's been important for us to get it as correct as possible. And I inevitably, I wasn't a Marine, so I put my foot in my mouth about something to do with boot camp. Jim calls me up. And it says, okay, pretty good. You know, I always think I did a great job. Pretty good, but here's your screw-ups. And uh, I think that's been helpful to, to get it better and to do a better job for the clients that we're serving. Um, so thank you for, for all of that. And uh, always very kind about it and sharing and understanding. And I think he understands that we're trying to do a good job legally, but just the amount of learning that it takes for a lawyer and uh, – to do this that's been well I think what you're trying to do for uh, the Camp Lejeune Marines and that live with the water problems stuff like that and you know and then Vietnam vets with uh, Agent Orange and the Iraqi vets with the chemicals there I mean that needs to be done and it's taken the government forever to recognize there was a problem and there's a lot of people that have been affected by this so but you know, you you can't say that I'm going to do something for somebody if you don't know the history. You know, you don't know what, where they're coming from, what they've lived through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was, my, I spent a year, a little over a year in, at uh, on Okinawa. And then when I came back home, I was with the 3rd Marine Division over there. When I came back home, I was with the 2nd Marine Division at Camp Lejeune, which is about 11 months. So I, that was 1961. I got out in 62, so I definitely was there for the water. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I drank it, because I drank more beer in those days than I drank water. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Glenn Sawyer says. Like, he's one of my friends. <laughs> that he was my, one of my first bosses, contractor. I say, you all right? I know he was there a long time. And he says, you got to remember, I only drank beer then. That's <laughs> 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 true. <laughs> uh, so unfortunately, the, the showers and the um, there's a lot of other methods of contamination so that's the if it was just the water there'd be probably a lot of safe from all that beer drinking back then oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah so jim's background at least for our experience a lot of it is marketing um selling training other people to do that but uh you've taken over a really great project uh here locally challenge 22 Right. Uh, that was a, a small thing until a few years ago when it became your uh, 
baby, and I don't mean small. It was it was a it, it's a big deal, and it was a big deal. But that has become a huge deal here locally. So tell us a little about that. Okay, Challenge Twenty Two is a program that was started by the American Legion five, six, seven, eight years ago, and at that time, the suicide rate for veterans is twenty two a day, and that's thereby came the name Challenge Twenty Two to get the number down. In about three or four years ago, uh, my my buddy and cohort, uh, Dave Brisbane, and I, we were over at uh, Syracuse, and uh, our commandant from D.C. was there, and he was talking about doing Challenge 22, doing push-ups, doing... And is that Marine Corps League? Marine Corps League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Marine Corps League. I'm a member of the Marine Corps League. I'm a, Mar- a member of the uh, American Legion. I'm a member of the AMVETS. So those I'm a member of. Uh, But when we got all through with their challenges for doing push-ups and stuff like that on the way home, said to Dave, I said, you know, we didn't accomplish a hell of a lot doing all of that for the veterans that need it. But, uh, you know, we don't have the training to help them either, but we need to find the companies in our area that do. So we contacted the VA and they gave us some names of people that work with veterans on a, on a regular basis. And that's medical providers or treatment uh, providers, that kind of thing? Yeah, emotional type where you have uh, people that work with post-traumatic stress and stuff like that. And uh, Equicenter out in uh, Menden is one of them. Warrior slew it up in Penfield's another. Uh, Marine Corps Coordination Council is another. Uh, and th- they work with people that have issues. Could be emotional, could be personal. Uh, I was just at an AMVETS meeting uh, a couple nights ago, and they're reviewing things that they've done for veterans the past month. They helped a veteran that needed to get a new roof on for $1,000. Uh, helped a a female veteran who had run was running out of propane and couldn't heat her house. You know, those are the type of things that we fund groups for. But anyway, we we put together the first one uh, three years ago, and we partnered with the Shortsville uh, American Legion, and that all came about because we were doing an honor guard for a funeral, and we said. We need to partner in the Marine Corps League. We don't have a building. The American Legions have nice buildings and facilities. And we picked them because right across the road we could do a 2.2 walk around the high school track. And so we picked them, and that that year we raised uh, $6,000. But remember, we were coming out of COVID, so we couldn't do a whole bunch. Uh, and then the next year... We decided to do it again, and I'm a member of the American Legion in Canada, so is Dave. So the next year would have been last year? Last year. 22. 22. Spring, spring of 22, you, you got really active. We got really active. And what we did, we put together uh, brochures. <clears throat> what, what we did? We gave them the Jim Wickers treatment, and we started printing stuff and started making sales calls. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I don't, I don't want to paraphrase for you. Go, go ahead. So you tell them how you take, and this is a good thing that people should learn how to raise money for good organizations. Take it, and, and we'll, well get to the punchline here in a second. But Well, a lot, a lot of people 
uh, when they're going out to raise uh, money, uh, do their websites, do letters, do text messages, and all that sort of stuff. But if you if if you look at your personal life and sort of think about all the mail that you get and what you do with it, where it goes, it's kind of hard to say you responded very well when it's in the basket. Right. So I said to uh, a couple of my cohorts, I said, you know, if we're going to do this, we're going to put together literature and we're going to go out and we're going to knock on doors and call on people. And we, we tell them the story about what we want and what we're doing and what the money's going for. All of our money that we raise, we have no overhead. The literature, the food trucks, everything that we have is supported by the American Legion, Marine Corps League, one of those. So we started knocking on doors and West Her, car dealer, they responded. Uh, I responded. Vision, uh, Garber. I mean, I can go down the list. I mean, it's it, of, of people, but not only them. Uh, individuals responded uh, to us knocking on the doors. I mean, I can't tell you how many businesses that we we we, we got money from. Mm-hmm for our, what we're doing, but we raised over $54,000 last year. Yeah. So, so Jim almost 10 x uh, on the behalf of the Marines and Challenge 22, and he had a plan, and, mm-hmm. and it's... You gotta have a plan. I mean, like everything else, you have a, a plan. And this year for two, uh, 2023, when we started the program this year, you know, uh, there's something about veterans, they, they, the American Legions and the VFWs and the AMVATs and all of them seem to have their own little place in life and they like, they feel very comfortable where they're at. Mm-hmm. But I have to remind them all, when you get them all together, that when, when you raise your right hand and you spent your time and you left the service, you're part of a very small group called veterans. And if you look at the mission statements for the American Legion, the VFW, AMVETS, the Marine Corps League, uh, I don't know if I left anybody out, but you look at the mission statements for all of them, it says in there that after you've served your service, your mission in life is to take care of your fellow brothers and sisters that have served with you. And that's what we're doing with Challenge 22. Not just, not just the brothers and sisters that are the member of the same organization. No, the whole we're all veterans, right? You know, I think th- that makes perfect sense to the veterans, but people who from the and we've learned a lot about this. So I spoke last year at the AMVETS National Conference, and and that's a very special organization that I didn't know a lot about until they invited me down there, and I spent some days with them at their convention. But the I don't know what the word is the culture within each organization, and then there's. So Joe Chanelli, he's a local guy. He's the head of AMVETS. And uh, he says, Marines are joiners. Marines are the most common people to be members like you are of various different organizations. And they're oftentimes the links between the American Legion and the Marine Corps League and AMVETS, 
so th- that was his right. The advice he gave me. Well, you have to look at how they were all founded. The uh, VFW is founded in eighteen ninety somewhere in there, and they were founded for people that have served overseas in, in different wars. Yeah. And after them was disabled American veterans, which got to be disabled to be a member, and then became an American Legion. Uh, in a, approximately 1919, in 1920 in that area, and they were for people that had served as veterans in not wars, but at time of war. And then in 1921 was the Marine Corps League. Well, there were a whole bunch of people come out of World War II, and they weren't getting assimilated into society as fast as they should. So AMVETS was formed to help the veterans of World War II to get assimilated into schools, work, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. So they, they were in 1947. And you know, one I left out earlier and I didn't mean to was the Vietnam vets. Vietnam vets are a part of our program this year too. You know, there are over 600 vets in the Marine Corps, Vietnam uh, vets in the Rochester area. It's quite a few. Yeah. Quite a few. And they were formed because when they came home from Vietnam, people in the American Legion say, well, we don't want you, you lost a war. You know, they weren't welcome home. And the American Legion never made that statement publicly, but members that were commanders and parts of the different organizations says, well, you guys come home from Vietnam, you lost, they didn't lose a war. The government lost the war. The veterans didn't lose the war. So. What are some challenges veterans face for people who don't know? I, I think the biggest challenge for a new veteran coming out of the service is how to assimilate back in, into civilian life. You know, uh, even our grandson, when he comes home, uh, he'll say to us, you know, I, I'm kind of looking forward to going back to my base with all my buddies. I mean, you're with a group of people with like interest. Mm-hmm like goals and understanding of each other and you don't have to know what to wear that day yes (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to figure out what you're going to eat that day Mm -hmm. i mean everything is pretty well planned for you but when you get out of the service you know you have to do that again right Mm -hmm. you know how do you set your goals and where you're going and stuff like that it's not all that easy so how does challenge 22 help ones that are facing these challenges what Challenge 22 does is, is raise money to try to reduce the number of suicides. Mm-hmm. The number is down to about 16, 17 right now a day. So what we do is raise the money for Equicenter. We divide it up, Warrior Salute. Now, you can go visit any of these places and see what they do. A mm-hmm. uh, good example is last fall, the uh, National Commander for American Legion was doing a tumor, tour of upstate New York. And we arranged a tour at Equicenter in uh, Honeyoy Falls. He and the state commander were so impressed that two, two months later, uh, the, the state of New York uh, American Legion donated $100,000 to Equicenter. And that was one of the that was one of the organizations that Jim's Challenge Twenty Two had helped. Oh, sorry, uh, move along. 
and, right. and he had picked the place. This is a place that helps veterans. That boots okay. on the ground. Boots on that, the ground. That changes people's they lives work every with, day. They work with horses. They work with gardens. They work with foods and stuff like that. But it's not only veterans out there. They also have emotional uh, children, people, police, you know, uh, okay. responders and stuff like that. Now, Warrior Salute is, uh, I believe it's a 14-bedroom home where they take in veterans and they actually help them get back from uh, drug addiction, alcohol, things like that, and, and move on from there. Um, we work with the VA, not the VA proper. We work with the VA outreach programs where there are, you know, the federal government funds a lot of VA programs, but they don't fund a lot of programs that uh, the VA outreach program needs. Like if you want to take uh, some veterans bowling that have emotional problems, they pay for the bowling. They, they do different things like that. They take them out on outings and okay. different things. Uh, Marine Corps Coordination Council, well, if a guy has a problem, maybe making a car payment, pay his car payment. Or last year, there's somebody out in Bloomfield, his basement wall was caving in. He didn't have the money to get it fixed, so they came through and helped him with the money. Okay. Yeah. If someone wanted to help, how, how should they, where should they look? How do they start this process? There is a real easy way to do that. One, call one, Jim's cell phone. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can call me. I take calls all the time. But the, the, uh, we set up uh, our website, MCL468, Marine Corps League468.com. Okay. Has a spot for donations on there. Mm -hmm. Or you can send it to MCL468, Post Office Box 142, Canandaigua, New York, 14424. So that's the easiest. Uh, and that's your Marine Corps League post, correct? That's the that's, that's the, our that's our we we set up we set up a bank account and a post office box only for Challenge Twenty Two. Okay. It doesn't get intermixed with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just backtrack a little bit. We're talking about what we do with Challenge Twenty Two. Yeah. The rest of the year, the American Legion, the VFW, and the Marine Corps League, we have other fundraisers, mm -hmm. and with that money, we take care of the daily things that families might need. Like at Christmas time, we do a lot of, we buy for a lot of families that need at Christmas, you know. We get a list of uh, families that have children and their ages and stuff, and they have a Santa Claus list they fill out. Yeah. And we'll get that at the Marine Corps League or the American Legion, uh, and we'll fill those lists. Or during the year, we'll fill lists where people need something, but we raise money uh, selling what Marine Corps calls roses. You mm -hmm. know, the American Legion has poppies. Yes. And, you know, that's from Flanders Field in, in France in World War I. Mm -hmm. Well, people don't realize the rose that the Marines sell at the Walmarts and stuff around the country, those roses came from World War I, too. It came from the, the Battle of the Bella Woods. So both of these, the poppies came from World War I, so did the roses. Mm -hmm. But... All that money that's raised by the American Legion, the VFW, and all these AMVETs. Now, the AMVETs has a, a store over in Henrietta that you go buy, you know, where you give donations. You can buy things there. 
that money, all that money is takes care of veterans all year long. Challenge 20 differs from the standpoint where we're focused on suicide. Okay. So I'd, we have a daily operation that goes on all year. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that the Marine Toys for Tots, that's, you know, you see that from November to December. Right. But that's an all-year-long program, too. We get calls. There's a warehouse over off of Buffalo Street that's full of toys. Mm-hmm. And some religious organization or some welfare organization is having a party or has a family that needs something, they will call up the Marines and they will take the toys that are required out of the warehouse and deliver them to those families. Okay. So, so there are many platforms that someone could look into to try and help. Oh, yeah. But, but Challenge 22 is suicide. We're focused on suicide. But there's so many other programs, but... Challenge 22 is suicide. Okay. So, and I say we're a sponsor of Challenge 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing, that, at least for oh, our yeah. business, I didn't know. that I, I really like about it is. But when did you, when did you I, donate? I don't know, a couple bucks. <laughs> Was it any good? No. The, uh, I have a lot of confidence in Jim personally. I know that he's, he's out there being a steward for the Marine Corps, but also for us as sponsors, that mm-hmm. the money is going where it should be going. And that's what you, we get solicited as a business all the time. Um, but oh, I'm and, sure you do. And, but, and that's part of the reason I wanted to bring Jim on here so people could see what I see. Mm-hmm. And that's um, somebody who cares an awful lot about where he came from and helping the people, younger people or people in need. And I think people are really happy to help, but you always wonder is this pay, paying some CEO salary? Is this paying whatever? This money is going to veterans, and it and it's a guy like Jim who cares an awful lot about it has a hand in where the money is is being allocated to help actual people in our community. That's what I was going to say. I'm glad you brought that up, Bob, because you know wounded warriors and tunnels to towers and all those programs, they do a great program nationally, but you, you got to look about where's that money going locally. All of our money goes locally. All of the money we get help veterans locally. We don't, we're not supporting any national programs. We're not, we don't have any overhead. We support only local vets. And and it's run by very experienced veterans. And that's why I wanted to start with some of your background, professional background, very skilled business person who's who's using these resources um, efficiently, and wisely, um, and and it's not just you; it's you and a group of your oh yeah, your uh, group. It's just not me. But they're all veterans, and they're doing what they believe is best for other veterans who are in need. Right. Um, not some not somebody in Washington D.C. who thinks they know. Right. Uh, it, it's people it, from here helping other people from here, and we're we're happy to be part of that. And I'm sure there's plenty of other uh, folks around. And I know you, you, so one, Jim's a car guy. He likes cars and, and, and that kind of stuff. So you might've heard some of the sponsors were car dealerships. So yeah. I, well, what was no, the, he, he, there's a reason for that though, Bob. I, I look at anybody that can afford to put an advertisement in the weekly Sunday paper certainly has a little bit of money for suicide. Yeah. And, and I think you told them that. Oh yeah. And they responded. Oh yeah. And, you know, and I do feel some empathy for the people that I'm talking to because I'm sure I'm not the only one asking for money. I mean, they get hit all the time. 
but I feel very passionate about getting the number of suicides down. And we as veterans, that's, that's a, a goal. And then the other thing is, if we learn something by getting the number down for veterans, a lot of the programs that have done with the military and space programs and uh, battlefield uh, operations, sort of, a lot of that moves from what we learn here down to civilian life. And suicide is is a problem with in the civilian life as much as it is with veterans. You know, our grandson over in Syracuse, in his class in the last couple of years, two suicides in his class. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I think it, it just, I really appreciate what you're, what you're saying, though, is it's a two-way street between you and your sponsors. And oh, it's, yeah. And it's, I think a lot of business owners or small business owners, whatever you would qualify our business as, are happy to be part of the community. But you're not doing it, showing up and saying, hey, give me some money. You're saying, let me show you what we're doing for our community. Do you want to be part of this? Right. And when you do it that way, look at the response you get. That's the way that you 10x something in one year. Um, as opposed to... I tell you, I tell you a, good, a good story. Uh, <clears throat> we set up different levels. We have a, a, a bronze at $100. We have silver at 250 and we have gold... At 500, okay. So, at at the uh, bronze level, you you get on all of our literature and all of our posters and stuff like that. At the silver level, you you get on our all of all the stuff. Plus, we put you on our websites for six months: my Marine Corps website and the American Legion website. What's kind of nice about it is, when this next year, when you go you see your name on our website, you hit King. It just doesn't bring up King. It goes directly to your website, mm -hmm. so people can see what you're doing. Okay, but at the at the five hundred dollar level last year, you got your name on our T-shirt, and the goal was to put the logo of the organization on the T-shirt. And we had so many five hundred dollar level. <laughs> Sponsors last year. Our logos were this big. Yeah, we couldn't get the logos. I had to go back and tell people that we're, we're not going to put logos. We just put names on them. And and the one person at the Rotary Club in uh, Canandaigua, her name is Marty. I said, Marty, uh, I'm not going to be able to put the Rotary logo on our T-shirt. She said, Jim, that wasn't our goal. Our goal was to reduce suicides. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think this is a great program to help people realize that they don't need to do that. They don't need to take that option, that there's people who care about them and there's a way to get help. There is a way to get help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, we'd like to help those people. Mm -hmm. The problem is we don't, we're not trained to do that. Mm -hmm. So we need to use our skills to help those people and get them, them the help they need with the people that can help them. You know, it's just moving the people over. Right. So, I mean, we've all run into emotionally disturbed people. So, I mean, uh, one of the things last year, we talk about, we talk about uh, an over, too much information last year. I asked the VA for information on suicide. 
and I think I in my folder, I, I didn't have a brochure last year. We just had a folder. I must have had four or five pamphlets on suicide. Mm -hmm. So I went to uh, the VA this year uh, in Canada, and I said, you know, all that information was good, but I know no one read it. I mean, it, they took it from me, but I nobody read it. Could you just do me one summary sheet? Mm -hmm. And this is what they did. This is what to look for, and this is how you help. This, this we'll is, put this. We'll, I'll, we'll put this up. Yeah, we'll put it on the screen. Yeah. We're, we're going to link all this stuff. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So, but uh, that right there is an important, important thing. So. Yes. Yeah. It, because I can talk about all of what we're doing for the sponsors, and really, it's what we're doing for the sponsors is not a, a lot, but, but at least they're getting something for their money. Mm -hmm. But really, what they're getting for the money, the satisfaction that they're helping somebody. Right. Exactly. Um, are there any upcoming events? Yes. On June 10th, uh, we're going to have an all-day event at the American Legion in Canandaigua. And at that event, what we're going to have is a car show. Oh, nice. We're going to do a motorcycle run around Canandaigua Lake. Mm -hmm. We're going to have food trucks. We're going to have a band. We're going to do a, a walk downtown Canandaigua and back. Okay. So it's about do you have a, to get tickets beforehand? No, no, you don't need work? any tickets. You just show up Okay. with your wallet. Yep. And they can find that information? On our website. Okay. And also the American Legion website is, uh, American Legion website in Canada goes ALNY256.com. And you have a pretty and active Facebook. We'll link uh, those too. Yes. Facebook page as well, I'm sure. It's all in there. Thank you. Uh, I got one other question I want to ask you, and it's a little... So you're a veteran, you're however old you are. And so you have a, the link, um, we've been to a number of places, whether it's American Legions or VFWs or, or meetings. And it's always really interesting to me, the, um, the link between a guy your age and maybe a guy who's 28, 29 years old. And do you think that, that, that common value, the common bond, you don't really know each other. You probably see each other once or twice a month at a meeting, something like that. But um, do you think that goes back to the shared history at Paris Island? With the Marines, it does. Yeah. Right. And uh, But with the others, the, they're veterans. And, and like we say, you know, same color. Your blood's the same color when it's red. Yeah. And, it's, and we're all, you know, God and country, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And that's where we're there. So you we finished. all raised our hand. We all made a commitment. You know, I don't care whether you're Air Force, Army, Navy, Coast Guard. Uh, you know, what year did you get out of the Marine Corps? I got out in '62. '62. So that's uh, I'm good at math here. That's a long time ago. Sixty-one years ago. Yeah. Sixty-one years ago, and here, this is how you're spending your time right now. Sixty-one years since well, you. Well, I had a very, I had a very uh, successful personal career with my life and stuff like that and I at that time I I always supported the veterans organizations but I couldn't participate because I was always doing my job uh, of working I mean but once I got out I decided that 
I could start giving back. And that's what I'm doing. This I mean, is this incredible. 61 years, you could be going to Punta Cana right now or Barbados and living a nice vacation, retirement life. But instead, every morning, I know what you're doing every morning. You're, you're working on uh, how you're going to raise funds for Challenge 22 and how you're going to appropriately allocate the funds. That's how you're spending your time. And that's 61 years ago, you, you were signed out of the Marine Corps. And it's just, it shows, it's the ultimate example of how strong that. Um, as I, I, I don't know if you've heard me tell the story, but I went to uh, one of our clients' funerals, um, and Catholic Church, and in the in the Catholic Church on the altar, there's a, a, a wedding photo and a photo graduating from uh, boot camp. That, those are the two photos that the man's that he was horribly sick because of the water contamination at Camp Lejeune. Oh. Did did not um, took his life. Didn't matter. That's in his whole life. He cared about his wife and his service, um, yeah. you know, his service. And that was similarly over 60 years ago. Well, I'm sure you've been around enough Marines now to know that we always park company by saying Semper Fi. Semper Fi. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. What, and for the people who don't know, and I'm, I'm learning a little and I'm trying to be respectful because that's, I didn't live that, but to the people who don't know, what what does what is Semper Fi and what does that represent, and why does why is that what you say when you say? So well, Semper Fi is always always faithful, yeah. and uh, we're always faithful to the core, to each other, and we support one another. I mean, my grandson, when he graduated from boot camp, you know, said, "Love you, Grandpa." I said, "You don't have to say that anymore. All you have to do is say Semper Fi." I know. He's in the Marines now. So. Okay. I think my last question is, going back to Challenge 22, <laughs> for any veteran that is struggling, what advice do you have? I would, in this area, I would contact somebody at the VA. They have a very, very good group of people that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there's several groups over there that are, are really really good or reach out to one of the the VFW the American Legion the Vietnam vet somebody in those organizations will help you will get you there that's for sure Marine Corps League will help you get you there no definitely Brianna they uh, anybody that's having a problem we see that's having a problem we try to get them the help they need but you know it's it's not one of those see things people wear on their shoulder. I mm-hmm. mean, you don't see it. You don't know what's going on in their head. It's hard to ask for help sometimes. Oh, yeah. So. You know, it, if you have a lot of pride, it's real difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you need help, sometimes mm-hmm. you can you, you feel you failed. You know? mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you failed. Mm-hmm. Our, our son-in-law got activated with the 10th Mountain Division, and he ended up going to Iraq in 2005, I believe it was. And he was assigned over in Ramadi to go door-to-door with the Marines, his group. He saw his company commander get blown up in a Humvee in front of him. Oh, my gosh. He came home. He had no problems. 
Yes, Kim. Mm -hmm. But everybody else saw the problems. Finally got him to a psychiatrist, and he actually goes out when he's in town because he's he's a, one of these traveling surgeon veterinarians now. He goes to the Equicenter and works with the horses, the Mustangs, and he's doing much better. But four, four or five years ago, he wasn't. Mm -hmm. he, he was emotional. But we couldn't tell him. It, it took him finally realizing, well, he and his wife together realized he had a real problem mm -hmm. and he got the help he needed good good so we do in our family we you know we have that right yeah and he would probably tell you right off the bat he waited too long mm -hmm. yeah well too much help but. is is rarely the problem right right like too much legal advice isn't usually the person's problem <laughs> right but as long as you get there and you realize and you get help, right. that's what matters. Exactly. Anything else? Anything else we should know, any Jim? Any closing statements? <laughs> I don't have any closing statements. Okay. Oh, it's. Uh, I, I just appreciate all the help that you guys are in. You know, this this is a great opportunity for us at Challenge Twenty uh, Challenge Twenty Two. Uh, I mean. We'd like to raise as much money as possible and help as many people out as possible. And, and uh, that's what it's all about. I mean, it's, we'd like to see the program be successful. Because mm -hmm. if it's successful, we're helping more people. Right. And, uh, these are good people that are getting helped. This is good organizations, local to our community, Rochester community, Canandaigua community. Um, and it's... You see that with the support that they've been able to, to raise. We're happy to be part of that and really to give. Um, looking forward to, to seeing everything on June 10th. I plan to be there. And, Good. Um, I hear you got a big, you got uh, some big sponsors coming up here in the next few weeks. I, I hope. I hope. Because we just started the, within the last week, week and a half, we just started going out soliciting, and we're just we're just starting to do that. It's about, it's, it's. I should, I talked about the, <laughs> sounds like I'm begging for bucks here, but I'm not. Uh, we have one other level, which is a $1,000 level, which is called Stars and Stripes. We added that this year. And we added it for two reasons. I mean, it'd be silly for me to say it wasn't for, some people wanted something put on their wall. Mm -hmm. So we said, well, we're not going to put it on the 500 level. So we decided to do a $1,000 level. We had a number of $1,000 levels last year. We had one individual that donated $7,500. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But, but so. the next event, June 10th? June 10th. June 10th. Who doesn't that, like a good car show? I mean, I that's love right. cars. So. A good car show. Yeah. Or brand new cars. They're good, too. Yes. Either way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Jim Wickers, Marine Corps League, AMVETS. American Legion, local here, Rochester. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for educating us. Well, thanks for uh, inviting me.